Welcome everyone to our first presentation of our concert series sponsored by Papa John's. For those of you who don't know, Papa John's has stepped in to support the performing arts in the Washington DC area. That includes Maryland and Virginia. If you use the promo code OPERA between January 24th and March 31st, you will be treated to a wonderful concert with yours truly and some special guests. Today, we have a wonderful guest who lives in Italy. We have known each other. This is actually the first time we've seen each other in several years. She is an amazing singer. When we first met, we met at Opera Works in Pittsburgh. We were doing an opera program and we just immediately clicked. Elizabeth was such a hero to me in opera and she was so passionate about what she does. And I just learned so much from her, not only as a friend, but also as a colleague. I'm so excited to be talking with her today. I'm going to share a little bit about Elizabeth with you. Elizabeth lives in Italy. She goes by Elizabeth Agnes Anderson. She's a soprano. She is from California. She's been singing lead roles in Italy, which include over 250 performances of La Traviata, as well as Rigoletto, La Boheme, Carmen, Torondo, Barbara of Seville, and many others. And in other countries in Europe as well since 1994. She graduated from California State University of Northridge in opera performance and sang in several opera houses in the United States before permanently moving to Italy. She has enjoyed the privilege of singing all musical styles in various musical settings and at the moment enjoying her teaching at the International School of Siena while concertizing around Italy. She has been a judge for several voice competitions. I would like to welcome my dear friend, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. First of all, you look amazing. Thanks. Yes. How has Italy been? What made you decide to move to Italy permanently? I always thought that I would end up in Europe somewhere. I was just taken with the countries here. And when I went to study as a young artist at Pittsburgh Opera, I had an Italian language guide or tutor. And then when I went to Italy, I went to visit them. And then I just started going to Italy more often. And I started going to sing and ended up staying here. So that's how I got here. I know a lot of singers who transition from the United States to Europe. It's a bumpy road. It's not all glamorous. How was that transition? Was it longer than you expected or was it shorter or was it about what you thought? Is singing a career in Italy has changed a lot since when I came in the 90s. I did have the good fortune of getting into the Rome Opera Young Artist Program immediately, which launched a lot of opportunities for me. So that worked out in the same year that I moved here. But at the time when I moved here, we had a lot of what they call um, teatri sociali, which were like, they call social theaters. And every town has a theater. And mm -hmm. they're like little La Scala's. They're exactly like the Scala, just you know, smaller. And um, Rome alone has 200 theaters. So it's a country that is rich in culture, rich mm -hmm. in theaters, and there was a lot of um, opportunities to just do productions, and that's what I did. <clears throat> and they were also funded by the states. Unfortunately, in the last 20 years, they have cut funding, 
for those smaller opera houses. So a lot of those have just dwindled away and the, the major opera houses have stayed active. What do you think the biggest obstacle is for American singers who are moving to Europe? Because I remember in the 90s and even before, especially if you were a singer of color, they were basically saying, don't live here, go to Europe. What do you think what is, was the biggest obstacle that singers need to look for as far as moving to Europe. I think you did it the smart way because you were like, you know what, I'm going to keep visiting. And then you kept visiting and visiting more and more often. So you yeah, got yeah. a lay of the land. Exactly. But very few American singers can stay here. It's super, super hard. I don't know about Germany. I know that, I know it goes into the COVID thing, but there is a lot of help from the government in Germany and France for freelance singers, also for the jo state jobs. So if you work in an opera house, if you work in like an international choir, those people are all getting their money. Also new, but the freelance singers know. It's very rough. It's mm -hmm. very rough and a lot of people home. I'm happy to say that I'm no longer surviving the singing, but the people who are not I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to move into how has the pandemic, we know global, on a global scale, how the pandemic has affected so many people of all walks of life, but especially when it comes to the arts, we're expected to lose over $50 billion in income. So many of us have been hit very hard because of the pandemic. What have you done to support yourself as far as being an artist, as well as how has the pandemic impacted the arts on a scale in Italy specifically? I can tell you that here in Italy is 70% of the patrimony of culture and arts in the world. And we can't even go to a museum. Wow. Tourists cannot come. So yeah. the entire country is dependent on tourism. And even that means even for shows, the theaters are filled with tourists. The shows are for tourists. Everything is tourism in this country. So it has been devastating for the music industry. And we're not just talking about performers and theaters. We're talking about technicians. We're talking about, yeah, lighting people. Everybody who works in the theater, anything live. The cinematographic is still going strong, but theaters, yeah. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, not just for, for theater in itself, but uh, for tourism, the hotels, the restaurants, the whole tourism industry. So it's hooked into that. How long do you think it'll take for artists um, to come out of this whole pandemic? The vaccine is here now, but it still takes several months after that to dig your way out. How long do you think the arts community in Italy will be affected by this pandemic? When do you guys see yourselves getting back to live theater in a normal sense? Yeah, it's as soon as everyone's vaccinated and people feel safe to travel here. Yeah, really that's very interesting. I never thought about the travel aspect and how that has, has really hit your economy as well. Yeah, because the Italian um, borders were closed to, to several countries, states. I know now it's just for to meet up with a relative here or a spouse, something urgent. UK people cannot come here. It's the borders are closed off. So mm -hmm. that's where, that's our money making, it's tourism. And mm -hmm. mostly, mostly Americans and Japanese. 
tourist industries here and also they love music so they come to all the shows all the operas all the theaters and I'm so excited that you are joining me today for this wonderful concert series that we'll be having. And I was really excited that we were able to connect again. But tell us a little bit more. Like I said, we have kind of just two things. We've got agencies. We have we get with agency or you get with impresario or work with Poe. And they just send you on, you know, send you away. There's lots of things that can happen in these circumstances, as you can imagine. You make it time for rehearsal, even a performance, and nobody can get there on time. Performances never start on time. But that happens everywhere. I don't know. I did some performances. I remember I did a L'Elysia d'Amore, where the orchestra literally showed up an hour and a half after it was supposed to start. (laughs) (laughs) So the audience was sitting there. It, yeah, we're like, yeah, we'll start sooner later. And uh, yeah, lots of stories like that. I've had my tenor, my baritone show up after the prelude of the opera has already started. I would lose my mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm there like hours before. Of course. Walking across the stage, like getting the dust off the oh. stage, you know, like preparing myself mentally. <laughs> <laughs> People are just like showing up and singing. It's so annoying. I don't know if it's a traffic thing or what. Get out of the car, just walk to the stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> don't they like get panicked or anything? I have, like no preparation. <laughs> yeah, this, it's, it's comical. And once, a funny story, I had to do the Handel's Messiah. There was a coach taking the soloists and the orchestra down to Naples. Mm-hmm. And so we all went down there. We get traffic. It's about a two-hour trip. Uh-huh. And we get super bad traffic. It's Friday night. Everybody's going you know, from Rome down to Naples. And we were supposed to do this performance. So here we are, stuck in traffic again. The audience is sitting there waiting for everybody to show up. And the funny thing about traffic on these roads is that at a certain point, the coach managed to, to, oh, oh, I remember, there was an ambulance and people started making ways for the ambulance to, to cut through. So the coach starts cutting behind the ambulance and then all the other cars started following to cut through the traffic, <laughs> following the ambulance. <laughs> Just so they can get to where they're going. It's crazy. So, lots of adventures when you sing here. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us a little bit about some of the songs that you've selected. You've selected two songs, and I'm really excited. You sound amazing. You look great. So tell us about the first song that you'll be singing. The Italian Street Song is from Naughty Mariette. And it's a Victor Herbert song. It has a bunch of famous arias in that in that musical. And I picked it, I don't know, I think because I'm married to a Napolitano winemaker, and it's a Napolitano song. And it's just I feel that just the love for the people and for the place. And it's perfect because January, if everybody doesn't know, our theme for January for this concert series is just light hearted opera, music, art songs, because yes. coming out of last year, 2021, 20, we want to just 
laugh a little bit, laugh a little bit at, at ourselves sometimes. And so I wanted to definitely share with the audience some really great songs that are out there and for our audience to explore on themselves, to, to spark that curiosity. Go ahead. Did you want therapeutic. Yeah, it's very therapeutic. And Elizabeth and I love to laugh. I think that was the first <laughs> thing that attracted me to Elizabeth and our friendship and how it's grown and our other friend, Anne, who I yeah. haven't seen forever. Anne's amazing as well. I know you two were friends before you came to Pittsburgh that time, right? Right, yeah. How long had you guys known each other? Yeah, since college. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you guys met in college. The three of us would just laugh and laugh. And I just remember just it, Elizabeth always being so on top of her music and so passionate about her music. And we were the same, about the same ages back then. It was like, what were we, in our teens? I think we were like... 20 yeah we were like 20 and we just had such a really great time or and and we just kept in touch over the years i think at one point before all this we had we wrote letters to each other thanks for to facebook we found each other i think on facebook first yeah so we've been able to reconnect and this is actually the very first time like i said earlier this is the first time we've actually seen each other she's going to be singing italian street song Okay, so first of all, about the Italian Street song and Sense of Humor, I just want to add that I did very few comic, I had the privilege of doing very few comic operas, because <laughs> most of the operas, I'm, I was dying all the time. Yeah, I miss doing the comic roles, but I got a chance to do a long run of the Barbara Seville as well, a six-month run of that. So that was really fun. And just playing with the people and playing, you know, on stage and just laughing. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's so important. It's so yeah. important. So the second piece is more of a serious kind of nature piece, but he also wrote, he's a Napolitano composer and it was same, around the same period as the Victor Herbert song. So at the beginning of the 1900s, the most famous, some of the most famous Napolitano pieces that are still sung here. There is still sung, and well, on a personal note, like my father-in-law, because he is Napolitano, and he sings oh so beautifully. And I love how they just start singing around the house. Everybody's a singer in Naples, right? And yeah, and so you're there, and he's like singing all these songs, and you're just oh, like, that's so nice. And I know your husband cooks, loves wine. He has a whole wine business. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Typical. <laughs> fast cars. Fast cars. That way. Yeah, he does. Oh, wow. Has he played on like some of the videos you've shared? No. Uh, no? no? Okay. All right. Can't wait to hear that. Okay. <laughs> Elizabeth, is there anything else you want to share with our, our viewers um, and listeners? You know, I was just talking about Naples, how lovely Naples is. And during the first lockdown, I don't know if you got the wind of what was happening in Italy, but everybody started singing from their balconies. Yeah, I remember. It was just, it was incredible. And there was one guy that was singing from his balcony and he was dropping a basket down to the street so people could put money in, you know? And I thought that was so clever. clever. That is. Yeah, creative people. So when there's a crisis, it's like their best qualities come out. The creativity, we say art de rangimento would be the art of figuring things out, mm. right? 
And you think about a country where everything works like clockwork. And I saw that just the sheer creativity and the passion of the people coming out in the lockdown. Patience, you got to move to this country and you will figure it out. Yeah. You're confronted with things to resolve constantly. That's a good point. Things are not not always smooth running. I found like a wonderful sense of just resilience during this um, this That's lockdown. a really good point. And their sense of humor. The guy who does the bar to get a coffee, so he goes down his balcony and goes to the kitchen window where his wife makes some coffee and then he takes it out, takes it in the window on the balcony <laughs> so he can feel like he's going to a bar to get a coffee. <laughs> The Italians are religious about getting their coffee at the bar in the morning. A coffee and a cornetto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't do coffee at home. They have to go to the bar. Right? Of course. That was hilarious. I want to say thank you to our wonderful guest, Elizabeth. Oh, one more thing. Your daughter is an amazing cellist. Is that correct? Yes. Is she still studying music or? Yes. She's doing the conservatory, which is um, like university at the same time as high school. So she's going to be graduating university the same time she graduates high school. That's wonderful. Good for her. Wow. What are her plans after that? Uh, Soloist. Yeah, all the way. She's going to be doing her master's. She's looking at Vienna or uh, the Netherlands. You're so amazing. And your family's amazing. It was wonderful to meet your husband. I got to meet her husband before this call started. (laughs) Let me tell you. He's in the kitchen now, chefing up. (laughs) He makes great wine. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Elizabeth. It's been so wonderful to connect with you, to reconnect with you. And I hope all of my listeners and viewers enjoy this portion of the program. Remember, you can use the promo code OPERA throughout January February and March to access some really great content for our concert series. This is the first that Papa John's has sponsored. So we're really excited. Please get out, support the art fair, donating 25% of all sales with the promo code OPERA by your local Papa John's in Washington, D.C. and Maryland and Virginia to the performing arts community. So we will keep you abreast of the organizations and the person that has been selected. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me.